Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. Hello, this is episode 78, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. Today we drove out to Laurel, Maryland to visit with Jailbreak Brewing Company once again, and joining us is Ryan Harvey, their brewmaster, and Fred, I already forgot how to pronounce your last Molinas. name. Molinas. And I drew, I scribbled it so much that I can't read it. <laughs> so we have Fred Molinas and uh, Ryan Harvey. Thank you for spending some time with us. Um, so I think first let's talk about um, the new beer program you have starting up. Um, the iteration of this great Berliner Weiss that you have. Uh, so we'll start out with you, Ryan. Um, let's talk about, you have a Sours program coming up that yes, you're going to be kicking uh, off. We recently acquired a bunch of red wine barrels from Central California, and they arrived back here a couple weeks ago. Um, so we're in the process of making beer, <clears throat> fermenting beer here in the brewery cleanly with regular Saccharomyces yeast, and then we're transferring those beers into the red wine barrels and we'll inoculate them with uh, different bacteria and wild yeast to uh, start our sours program. So we started with four different beers um, and so we're making a Lambic style uh, Flanders Red, a Ode Bruin, and a Saison Brett. So those will be our four initial beers and we'll kind of evolve from there. And you were able to do this because you expanded into a whole other section of the the building. Exactly. Right? Actually, it's not even in the same building. It's in okay. the next building down. Yeah. So we, Justin, uh, one of the co-founders, has always wanted to do a sour program since we've been open. And I told him no until we have a separate space and we can do it properly. So Because you don't want to mix your sour beer and your clean beer because eventually, no matter how careful you are. You have nothing but sour beer. Exactly. Actually, no, it just dawned on me. We need to rewind a little bit because I forgot when the first episode we did with Jailbreak, it was only Justin came on. So we don't know your background. We don't know who you are. Oh. Um, uh-huh. So how how did you get into brewing? What were you doing before you became a brewmaster? Uh, I made bagels. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to... Uh, so you still played with yeast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now the dough was already made for us. Um, no, but I have a marketing degree um, and never found a job in marketing and Anyway, I was working at this bagel shop and about ready to kill myself um, when I started home brewing, and then you know snowballed from there. Talked to the local brewmaster at my brew pub in Syracuse, New York, um, and he said he'd had an opening in a couple months if I was patient. So started with him, uh, worked with him for a little over a year, and then went to brewing school at UC Davis Master Brewers Program. Um, that's a six-month intensive study program. <clears throat> from there, I feel like we've been on a streak of guests that went to UC Davis lately. It's uh, pretty popular. <laughs> More so now than I went when when uh, than when I went. Um, so yeah, I've been brewing for 20 years. Um, I started in '97, then went to school, graduated there in '99. Went back to the brewery I was at, Empire Brewing Company, um, for six months. Then I got a gig out in Alaska. So I spent eight years with Alaskan Brewing Company. Spent three years brewing and five years in quality assurance. 
How do you how do you end up making that jump? Um, I knew somebody from my brewing school okay. that worked there, and then actually, the my first uh, boss who I worked with applied for a job at Alaskan Brewing Company and didn't get it, and said they were hiring from within for like a brewing supervisor position. So he's like, "There's probably a brewer position open out there." So I contacted my contact and. Was that a large brewery? Uh, yeah, they were about 80,000 barrels at the time I started. I think they're about 150,000 barrels now. So did you just store everything outside instead of having a cooler? Or no, <laughs> no. It gets, it gets warm in the summer. Okay. But. All right, so you went to Alaska. Went to Alaska for eight years. Came back to New York to work with another friend of mine from brewing school who was looking for help. Um, then the economy tanked, so I did some unemployment for about a year. And then went to Dogfish Head in Delaware, spent a little over three years there, and that's when uh, Justin and Casey got in touch with me through a mutual contact, and we started talking about what they were doing, and I eventually joined them. Uh, started in August, I committed to coming here in uh, June of 2013. So how did, the, how did they know who you were, or? Um, the company that Justin was the CEO of was owned by my brother-in-law's brother-in-law. Okay. So when they found out that Justin was leaving to start a brewery. Is that Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Just, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they yeah, found out. My brother-in-law found out that Justin was leaving to start a brewery and said, well, you should get in touch with Ryan. He's been brewing for years, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So they convinced me to uh, jailbreak as well. So, so now you've uh, so been I, here for four years? Yeah, be, yeah, five years this August. So Did you start as the brewmaster? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, yep. started on... Uh, we homebrewed in Justin's backyard and developed all our recipes there and um, once the pipes froze we focused on construction here and yeah started brewing here in March of 2014. How, how long were you at Dogfish? Uh, a little over three years three years and a few months. Cool. So that's a that's quite a size difference and or were I expect then they I mean they were big but maybe not quite as big as they were now but was that a big they're, adjustment they're about the same I, I mean they've definitely grown but they were pretty big when I started there okay. um, I mean it was a big adjustment but it also was a good adjustment um, I mean one reason I left Alaska was because I wanted to get back to a smaller brewery and then I did and then I went back to a larger brewery and then you know now back at a smaller brewery where you know, it's more family-like and less corporate-like and, you know, more hands-on. It's so is it more, it's the structure and environment of the yeah. a smaller brewery that uh, you like better? Yeah, exactly. So you have more freedom to do, you know. I mean, I was a lead brewer there, but that didn't really mean much other than you're in charge of the shift that you're working. And, you know, here you have, I have complete control over so you if know, you come up with an awesome up. idea, you just get to make it. You yeah. don't have to go pitch yeah. it. I mean, to, you know, we, we still pitch our ideas, yeah. and we bounce ideas off of each other. But, um, yeah, ultimately we're free to do whatever we want, kind of, which is cool. Cool. Um, so what, of the time you've been here, what's your favorite beer that you've created at Jailbreak? Oh, geez. Um, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Poor Righteous just because it took so long. Um, Poor Righteous is our regular IPA, West Coast I'm style I'm very IPA. familiar with it because um, that, that is often listed in in my top five favorite beers oh. if I'm just going to go grab a beer and drink. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it's 
kind of, you know, we opened without an IPA, which is unheard of for a craft brewery to open without an IPA, and Poor Right just didn't release until our second anniversary party. So we brewed IPAs from the first day I started in Justin's backyard, and it took us that long, two and a half years, to come up with something that everybody could agree this is what we're looking for and this is what we want. So there's a lot of, a lot of hard work involved in that beer and a lot of recipes that didn't quite make the cut, but I think in the end it was, it was worth all the time and effort. So you came out with a guava version of that. Was last yeah. year the first year that came out? Yes, I believe do you, so. Yeah. Do you have do you may have plans to do any other variants of Poor Righteous, or uh, was that just a one-time playing around with the recipe? No, we've done a couple. Uh, what else? Our Fed Head, um, which was a grapefruit IPA that we did in collaboration with the Fed House in downtown Annapolis, that was uh, – based off of Poor Righteous. It okay. wasn't, you know, 100% Poor Righteous, but it was kind of a variant. Um, and then we did another one. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but we've done a couple close variants of Poor Righteous. But Guava's the only one that kept the same name. Same name, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, because that was basically Poor Righteous with Just Guava, guava added. added. Yeah. So, so do you have plans to do that at all anymore? Or is we it might just do it again. I think we did it at the wrong time last year. Um, we did it as a fall seasonal, which is kind of weird um, to do a fruity tropical beer in the fall, but you know, this is spring and we need stouts, you know, <laughs> right now because it's snowing. Yeah, yeah I mean, you really can't <laughs> predict what people are going to want by what season it's supposed uh, to be in Maryland. Yeah, it, exactly. Just day to day, it could be whichever one decides to show up. Yeah, but I think we'll come back with it again. Um, maybe not in as large of a quantity as we did last fall but you know it was a good one people liked it a lot so i'm sure it'll be back in the rotation if it's just a one-off or something in the summer then um i think it was this friday you have the re-release of another one of my favorite jailbreak beers Uh, you want to tell us about that yeah friday we're releasing uh funk sway which is a key lime berliner vice uh product of the usa which is what the uh TTB tells us we have to say, if we call it a Berliner Weiss, we have to say that it's a product of the USA. That's um, funny. Or we could say Berliner Style Weiss or something like that. But we like the product of the USA. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so that we did uh, last year under a different name. Um, but there was another company using that name, and they told us to stop. So um, it was a fun label. It had Crockett and Tubbs on it, so you might know the name of the beer um, from that. Um, anyways, we came up with a new label, same beer as last year, but just rebranded. Um, so yeah, that release is Friday. Um, if you see the logo, it's pretty funky. Um, and the name obviously has funk in it. And so we're going to have a big release. We're going to have, uh, seventies funky tunes playing, uh, all day, Friday, all night. And then we'll probably be showing, uh, an Austin Powers movie as well to go along with that. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so how, how was that made? This is a what's called a kettle sour beer. So we've done a couple kettle sours, um, and the reason we we're, were able to do them in our clean brewery versus the sour area is because the bacteria is introduced into the brew kettle, and it's only in the brew kettle. And then it takes three days for the uh, lactobacillus to sour the beer and lower the pH to make it tartar. Um, and then when you boil it, that boiling kills off the lactobacillus. So that lactobacillus never makes it outside of the kettle. Um, it's put in the kettle, 
does its work in the kettle and then it dies in the kettle. Um, so that way the rest of your brewery stays clean. And then the uh, key lime we add at the very last part of the uh, process, we add it actually directly to the bright tank um, so we can uh, maintain all that you know, fresh key lime flavor without losing it with uh, yeast or, you know, we don't filter the beer, but sometimes if we add stuff to the fermenter, it doesn't come through as strong okay. into the uh, bright tank. What, um, <coughs> what form do you... It's a, uh, we get it as a frozen key lime puree. Okay. It's just 100% key lime puree and it's frozen and, um, yeah. How long does it have to sit on that? Um, just a day. I mean, okay. it pretty much pretty picks up the flavor pretty quickly, so... We'll add it in as we're transferring the beer, and by doing that, it mixes it throughout the beer and makes it all uh, uniform. How much uh, how much key lime gets added in? We add five gallons uh, per batch, and each batch is about uh, 19 barrel yield. Okay. Uh, so about 600 gallons. Yeah, because you can definitely taste the, yeah. the lime in there. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you want to segue with this. Since we're talking about the Funk Sway, we could segue to the anniversary party. We definitely should. But, uh, but first, not yet. All but right. not yet. Okay. That, that's a good uh, radio trick because <laughs> we're going to take time to thank Roast House Pub for supporting the Uncapped Podcast. And a couple of things they have coming up is um, they'll be having a beer dinner on April 24th with uh, Black Flag. And then the Mom's Spaghetti Dinner, which I'm fairly certain Jailbreak has participated in and won a couple times. Um, last month was Kushwa versus Full Tilt. Kushwa was victorious, and Old Mother has challenged them. So I'm not sure what date it'll be yet for this month, but it'll be Kushwa versus Old Mother, potentially. So keep your eyes out on uh, Roast House Pub's uh, Facebook page. And also... Any day now, we will be announcing the Roast House Pub VIPA card for uncapped listeners for special promotions and deals. Um, as soon as those are finished being printed, we will announce them and what you get with them. So thank you once again, Roast House Pub. And now, let's talk about the anniversary party. All right. So the I know Fred's just yeah. sitting there thinking, like, what the when heck am I, am I doing here? No, that's fine. <laughs> I get to learn stuff. Take a nap. We'll, we'll, we'll tap you on the too. Uh, yeah, so our, we're having our fourth anniversary party coming up um, in just a few weeks, April 28th. Uh, we're doing it here at the brewery. We did our first uh, anniversary party here at the brewery, so we're kind of revisiting that. Um, we're bringing Bismarcky back. He because was, the second and third were both at the Fillmore, Fillmore right? and Silver Spring, yep. Um, so the first year we had Bismarcky. He was in the back, uh, set up on the brew house floor uh, doing his set, so we figured uh, we wanted to bring the anniversary party back home and kind of celebrate the way we did three years ago um so we'll have the back of the house open Bismarcky will be back there um we have an opening act uh dj tiz who does all the sound for Bismarcky, and he also is a dj himself so he'll be opening up at uh 7 30 and then uh Bismarcky comes on and does uh performance as well as djs um and the reason I was talking about that is it's our fourth anniversary, so we're releasing four new beers on that day. Um, so the Funk Sway, which we talked about earlier, we're going to do two different variants of that. As I said, we add the key lime directly into the bright tank. So before we do that, we can take it off, and it's just an unflavored Berliner Weiss. 
So we're going to make two different flavors. We're going to do a passion fruit version and a raspberry version. So oh, I'm nice. pretty excited about that. Um, I mean, the key lime's great, but I think yeah. those two fruits will be awesome as well because they're both kind of tart um, and will enhance the uh, sourness and tartness of the beer. Um, third beer we're doing is um, our Ephemeral Volume 9. We've been doing uh, this Ephemeral series. We started last year um, just kind of doing in the vein of New England style IPA, but not really. Um, ours tend to be a little clearer than most, um, but all pretty much hop forward, um, low bitterness, but tons of hop flavor and hop aroma. Um, each version, we kind of learn a little, little more about what we're doing and how we're doing it and what we like and what we don't. So to me, I think every, every volume has been better than the previous. So um, this one's gonna have a lot of oats and a lot of wheat. So okay, it's just gonna, cause it, the the um, series is that you take them um, and you just tweak different bits different of it bit, to yeah, change it around. A, none so. of them have been the same. Um, we'll either change the malt bill, we'll change the yeast, we'll change the hops, we'll change the process somewhat. Um, but the process has kind of been the same for the last few volumes. Um, we're using a yeast that we've never used before on this volume. Um, it's a brand new yeast that just came to the commercial market called Hazy Days IPA. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. It's supposed to give a lot of fruity characteristics to it. Um, and then we're using uh, some Simcoe and Citra hops, um, which will kind of give a little resinous dank as well as some uh, nice fruitiness to it. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah, awesome. And then the fourth beer we'll have is uh, another exclusive beer. Um, we're doing a beer for Safeway down in Virginia. So it'll only be available at Safeway Markets in Virginia as well as a tap room here. Uh, that's called Slow and Low IPA. So that's a low alcohol kind of session IPA. And that one's going to have all New Zealand hops. So looking forward to that. Uh, we use uh, Motueka in our big punisher now. That's currently the only full-time New Zealand variety we use. But we're using uh, two new varieties and we're kind of so the um, the yeast that you said you're using using the ephemeral series was mm -hmm. that a strain developed specifically for New England I style believe IPAs? So, yeah, it's uh, we got it through a place called the Yeast Bay, um, and I'm not sure exactly where they curated it from or if they came up with it on their own. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a yeast that's designed. Yeah, the name kind of to, implies yeah, that that's. To, yeah, it's probably very low flocculent yeast, so it stays in suspension, and then gives all those nice fruity esters uh, which go along with all the hops that are used uh, in the New England style so oh, cool. yeah I'm very excited about that um, we found it you know we found it we ordered it we got an email back saying I think we can ship this when you want but he's like it's flying off the shelves right now you know we just came out to market with it and people are snatching it up as quickly as they can so we were lucky to get our hands on it at the time we we wanted to so awesome um, what else about the anniversary party? Oh, tickets are available on our website, $25, uh, gives you your first beer. So, you know, it's really only $18 to get in because your beers are seven bucks. And we also partnered with, uh, the multiple national multiple sclerosis, the multiple cirrhosis. I don't know how to say that. Sclerosis society. Um, so they're coming, they're, uh, getting a portion of the proceeds. Um, they have raffles, 50-50s, and a cornhole tournament. Um, so they're kind of helping to 
you know, build the build the hype for our party and uh, yeah, also getting some of the proceeds from it. So, so you're not only supporting us, you're supporting a good charity. So, <laughs> is there any tie with Bismarcky to Jailbreak and you guys, or no, just he's in that local? Day? No, he's okay. local. He's from the area, um, but no. So for your first year, you just breached out to him. Out, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the things, if I can jump in on that, is uh, Justin and uh, Casey are like old school hip hop heads. So I think it's kind of fitting that Bismarcky kind of runs that gamut. You know, we've had a couple of beers. Like even Big Pun is a, is like a hip hop reference, yeah. uh, beer check wise. The, check the technique yeah. exactly. So I think all of those things coupled with the fact that he is a local guy is kind of how that kind of how that uh, came about. Agree, and we like our music here too. So a lot of our See, he was getting bored right? over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Music references. Um, sometimes what we print on the bottom of the cans, especially on all the ephemeral series, um, they all have a musical reference on the bottom for the code date. Um, the label is a picture of a record player um, and a record, so that's... See, I'm, I'm, I miss out on a whole segment of craft beer things because I never think to look on the bottom of a can. Thankfully... It's such a popular thing on Instagram, so you people always will show pictures of them. But I never, I, ne- I never think to look on the bottom of a can to no, see what's fun. been printed there. I don't think about that either, to be honest with you. So what's on the bottom of? Just for the funk of it. Nice. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. So we have a really nice date coder, so we can write legible messages on the bottom <laughs> of our can, as opposed to some places that. I don't even know what this says. So or I guess though you need to packaged, you know, so. need to double check that every once in a while, just in case you have a disgruntled employee working on the can yeah, line exactly. that day. <laughs> yeah, luckily we don't have that. Um, what else? I think uh, that's all we got on the anniversary party, um, and the beers, new beers. So yeah, if you have any more questions, so I'm how, still here. How <laughs> how large of a um, team do you have now? In the brewery? Uh, we have, in production, well, in the brewing side, we have four people, myself and three others, and then Canning has two and a half people. Um, they have two full-time, and then they bring in a temp. Um, currently, in the slower months, they may hire a third full-time. We used to have a three full-time um, when it was busier. Um, and then we have a delivery uh, driver that's kind of in the back-of-house production slash logistics area so seven okay um last time i was here there was um justin was talking about a a truck that was being built and a school bus the school bus is right out front okay so it it still looks like okay so it still (laughs) Still looks like a school bus it doesn't hasn't had any of the cool stuff done to it yet yes the truck is done though the truck uh was um, bright purple. Um, we bought it from a catering company. Um, so we got that painted matte black. Um, and then we had one of our artists that we work with, um, does a couple of the paintings here. Um, he spray painted a bunch of our characters from our labels on the side of it. Oh, cool. And then we also put eight tap lines coming out because it's a refrigerated box truck. So we can load it up inside with kegs, turn the AC unit on, roll into a festival, put the taps on the side of the truck and start pouring beer. So that's what that'll be used for taking yeah, the festivals. Yeah, and yeah. So, and we also can use it for deliveries as well. Okay. Um, if we have a bigger load that's going out. 
Very cool. So yeah, but someday the bus will get done. Not well, sure what, but I, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> bet why we're gonna talk to Fred probably had something to do with why the bus project kind of got pushed to the side. Yeah, that is it's true. quite possible. <laughs> bus project would have been cheaper, but <laughs> wouldn't be possible. as enjoyed by as many people. True. So, Fred, yes, sir. if anyone is wondering why we're talking to an executive chef wearing a Jailbreak Brewing Company shirt, maybe you can explain to us why. All right. So, uh, a little while back, I think Justin and Casey, and they, you know, they always had this idea of, uh, of opening some sort of food operation here. Uh, what had happened in the past is that we had food trucks that would come and, uh, you know, be outside in the parking lot and people would have to get up and leave the building to go stand in line to get food and you know that had something to do with you know the weather you know you'd go outside in 30 degree weather to, to order a you know a grilled cheese or something like that and so they always had something in the works um, and then this year they finally were able to sort of bring it to fruition and uh, about three weeks ago we opened the food works it's the short short version so, um, how how did you get brought into this? So, how I got brought into this, um, as sort of like Ryan, Ryan um, mentioned earlier that Justin sort of knew him through somebody, through somebody. Uh, Justin is the master recruiter of sorts. And uh, a, a friend of a friend who's a uh, very successful business owner, restaurateur, um, who's very good friends with Justin. Is that uh, the guy who owns the... TGI Fridays that you were washing dishes at? <laughs> yeah, no, oh. not quite. <laughs> actually, he owns a place called The Point over in uh, Arnold. And I actually have a couple of our beers over there as well. And uh, and so, you know, just him and Justin had a conversation about, you know, wanting to do this, and they kind of interviewed a couple of people, and uh, they weren't really thrilled with the candidates. And then, you know, this friend of a friend said, uh, can I just say his name? His name's Bobby, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Bobby was like, you know, oh, I know a pretty – you know, kick-ass cook. Let me let me see what he's doing. Uh, and at the time, I was sort of in between jobs. I was tending bar at a bar in downtown Annapolis, and uh, called me up. I met I met Justin um, at at a, at a restaurant. We had a couple drinks. You know, went outside, talked, sounded good. Came to check it out. You know, I was able to meet Ryan and a couple of the brewers that day. Took a you know took the the dime tour, if you will, and then uh, I was all in it. it you know, you can tell when you walk in this place that they don't cut too many corners and uh, or any at all, for that matter. Yeah. So that's that's always something really positive from a chef's perspective to be able to uh, to be a part of. Well, even just like I don't, I don't think you can really see the tables in the in the video right now, but we'll probably have that in the intro. Um, but the, the, these are made from a. Uh, bowling alley correct right? yeah. like they just cut sections up from a bowling alley and they've all been made into the all the tables that are here to help tie into the big lebowski yeah. overarching theme of a lot of it really ties the room together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the big lebowski fan or is it all all of you guys um, me and casey are probably the two biggest okay fans. yeah justin kind of follows along but just does what you guys say <laughs> he supports our cause <laughs> so let's get then a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of the restaurants all right what um it, it's uh modeled somewhat kind of how trogues works 
Um, Lo- to, loosely, yeah, from the fast casual standpoint, where you know you'll get up from your seat and go over to a, a counter, if you will, order your food, then they give you a buzzer. You know, when your food's ready, you come back and get it. You know, it's all fast casual. You know, sort of self service uh, to to a degree. Um, but what it really does um, for us uh, is that it, it sort of models what they've been doing for the last four years with food trucks, where you had to go out side and stand in line and order your food then go back out and get it um and all of that is the same um except for now the power's out well, it can't be because they yeah, have like there it is sound. all right oh, so no it's out we're just all battery powered oh, right okay. on. Yeah, my are bad. the cameras run off of battery are we still yeah, good yeah, yeah. all right cool, cool. let's all go right. nothing happened yeah, nothing, nothing to happened. see yeah. here <laughs> no, nothing to see here no uh, <laughs> nothing to see here but uh but yeah so that's kind of how we modeled it uh justin and casey have a really great relationship with those guys up at trogues and uh i I actually took a before we opened the kitchen here i took a ride up there with casey the one of the founders and uh you know we just saw how well it it can work you know and uh their menu is probably i don't know give or take 40 percent bigger than ours Um, please tell me you have a pretzel of course okay yeah all right yeah yeah. good so we've got all the uh i think what we have is the the quintessential things that you would expect from a tap room uh elevated you know uh, to a certain degree and so for instance you know we have we're making all our pretzels in-house you know bake those daily they're fresh every time you get one it's not from the night before it's not out of a box or frozen or anything like that actually we don't even have a freezer believe it or not um make all our flatbread doughs in-house we're working on getting our hamburger dough uh bun dough i should say um up to where we want it i've been sort of messing around with it but Getting open was a, a slightly larger priority, if you can imagine. Um, you know, we're making things like, you know, we have street tacos, stuff like that. We're grinding our own meat for sausage. We're grinding our own chorizo, making that from scratch with three different kinds of peppers and onions in this whole process. Uh, you know, so we're, we're about as uh, craft with what we're offering on the food side to, to coincide with um, how, how well-crafted the, so uh, the beers are. Bar food, but made very well. I would say that's that is accurate. Yeah, I mean, again, wings, pretzels, street tacos, um, flatbreads, flatbreads. Do you need uh, the menu? No, I, I'm pretty sure I know most yeah. of it. But <laughs> you know, and then a couple of other things that you know. Once we started, op- once we opened the food works too, one of the things um, that was a little bit of a hindrance at times were when you know husband and wives would come in. And maybe the husband loves the beer that we make, but the wife doesn't drink wine. I mean, like, that's my wife. She doesn't drink beer at all. But now she's, like, bringing her girlfriends here because they can drink wine because some of her girlfriends do drink beer. Um, And so, you know, the added benefit, of course, of not having to go outside, like I mentioned earlier, um, and keeping people here longer, you know, because how it sort of worked before, you might have one or two beers and then decide, you know, I don't want to eat grilled cheese for the fourth time this week if that's what truck was outside or, 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 you know, whatever. And, uh, and then people would leave. So now we we sort of... We just suck them in and keep no, them just here. Just capture for, them here, yeah. yeah. Just allow them to stay and enjoy more beer without pressure of, man, what am I going to have for dinner? And we have enough offerings over there. I think our menu is like 23 items at current. Um, and, you know, again, it's not a huge menu, but all of our offerings are really meaningful and, and very well made. So I've always found value in quality over quantity. So that's kind of where we are. So when is, um, what are the hours and days of operation? Uh, so currently we are open the same hours that the tap room is open. Uh, and that's going to be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 3 to 10. 
p.m. Uh, Saturday from noon to 10. Um, and then we are having our grand opening party uh, this Sunday, uh, and that's going to sort of outline our 12 to 7 hours on Sunday. Um, the reason that's sort of significant is because the tap, the tap room and the brewery in and of itself had not been open on Sundays prior to this, okay. except for like private events. So that's why we're doing it on a Sunday, you know, grand opening, so that people know from then on that on come. Sunday you can still come to the tap room and get some food and, you know, and hang out and have a good time. So what's your favorite thing on the menu? Um, I got a couple favorites. I love things that are fried. So I think our Korean barbecue wings are slamming. Um, they are super, super good. Uh, I, I love that sort of profile of, of uh, food anyway. Um, uh, I think our flatbreads are very well made. I'm a big fan of the chorizo uh, that I mentioned earlier. That's kind of why I mentioned it. It, it sort of sticks out. I, uh, I helped develop that with a couple of like legit South American guys who told me that it was the best chorizo they ever had. So I was like, all right, well, this has to be. Yeah, I'm not going to make it better. Exactly. This is going to be about as close as I'm going to get to it. Um, and, I mean, those are those are probably my favorites. I, again, I like I like deep fried things, so our French fries are really fun. And, and uh, I like French fries anyway, regardless of where they're from, as long as they're not cold, I suppose. Um, What's your favorite thing on the menu, Ryan? I, I like it all. Um, I was just going to chime in anyways and say I haven't had a, anything I didn't like. Um, and I didn't have, haven't had anything that I didn't say that's amazing, um, and that's not a biased opinion either. Um, I mean, Fred and his crew are killing it in the kitchen. Um, every time I have something, it's better than the last time. Not that the last time was bad, but you know they're continually improving stuff during this soft opening time. So um, what I think's unfair <laughs> is that, I mean, granted, he may have a couple million more people that listen to him than we do. But Fred brought all kinds of stuff to Elliot in the morning today, but <laughs> uh, but we get nothing. Well, so, kitchen well, opens at three. Yeah, so <laughs> it won't be too far off. You'll have uh, twenty items to choose from. <laughs> um, so, what is your favorite jailbreak beer, Fred? Um, I got to be honest with you. I've I've sort of been a cheater on this. Um, it's incredible. This the feng shui is awesome. It's I'm I'm a lighter. I'm not much of like a. Like a big pun is a little too much for me. I think the Poor Righteous uh, is a very easy uh, drink. I'm, a, I'm sort of the the Czech Pilsner sort of cycle. They have a basil uh, basil wit basil wit that's sort of close to the Czech Pilsner in my opinion. Um, and then I don't know. Can I even talk about the pineapple one that we did? The limited release pineapple. You can. It's going to be a full release. It's uh, going to be a full release whoa. soon. Yeah, it and is. That's called. Uh, I believe we decided prop. No, trop trop the mic. Trapped on uh-huh. like, like that. Uh, yeah, that's a that's mic. a pineapple. Uh, you know, I'm pineapple not. I'm, lime zest. Is the, please say the artwork is someone holding a pineapple straight out. Clearly. It hasn't okay. been developed yet. We just decided on the name. You can the use day. that if you want. So that'll be an exclusive <laughs> like beer. You get a free. Well. You get a free six pack out of it. <laughs> um, so that's uh, exclusive to Vita Vita Taco, which they have several locations: Annapolis, Verna Park, etc. Um, so they'll be serving that in cans and all their restaurants, and then we'll have it here. And cans and draft as well so awesome love yeah. the name yeah it was uh yeah pilsner with pineapple juice and lime zest very yeah i always want it to be warm so i always almost always drink the later beers with the exception of when i first started um and actually it's still there the sister roberta which is the sour cherry porter the first time i had that i like i drank it every day <laughs> i felt like wholly unproductive for like three <laughs> weeks straight which we you know i was doing all kinds of like 
office work. As, and, as long as no one else noticed, I mean, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, it was always at the end of the day, but everybody was like, well, guess you're leaving soon. And you're like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Drinking one of these things. But the Sister Roberta, I also really, really like. Um, so you like sours and lighter beers? I like sours and lighter sours beers. I'm sort of like, you know, I like to run the gamut. It's either it's either full-blown or, or, you know, something sweet and uh, – actually, not sweet. Sweet's a bad word. Uh, just something I can drink multiple of. You a know. Moorish beer. Yes, more, more or less. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and I, I, tend to, I tend to lean towards the lower ABVs as well, just, you know, just so I can have more of it and not feel – stupid when i walk out the door you know and fred so what is your favorite maryland made beer non-jailbreak probably at current it would be the sorry chicky that's a perfectly acceptable burly oak it is i i've been drinking a lot of those in anticipation of funk coming out they're they're obviously very different uh, beers but um i think that one's really really incredible um I'm also a fan of Old Pro. Again, we're sort of talking sour stuff. Yeah, I was um, going to say Old Pro just hit the hit the streets again. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan of Old Pro. And actually, my sort of uh, – the last one I'll probably say is uh, for me it would be uncharacteristic of something that I would drink. Um, and it's uh, Seawolf Brewery has something called the Spec Ops – or Spec Hops for Special Ops. It's sort uh-huh. of like this military – uh, branded thing, and I think it's a dry hop also because it's got tons of tons of that sort of hop note forward um, without with a with a very very low amount of bitterness, and and that was sort of my 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 big reserve with uh, IPAs, you know, when they started coming out a, a while ago, uh, or, or you know, years and years ago, was that it was just like I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around why people wanted to drink something that was bitter. It never had been. Because like it's delicious. Well, <laughs> for me, it, it was something that never like occurred to me as as something uh, flavorful. But I always loved that the way hops smelled. I just never, I couldn't, I couldn't get past the bitterness. So, but that one, that one, I think it's really, really good. All right, so you're an overachiever. I asked for one, you gave me three. <laughs> I do that from time to time. Ryan, what's your number one Maryland-made non-jailbreak beer? I've had so many, but um, I think it would go to is definitely uh, Double Duck Pin by Union. Um, I'm not a real big double IPA drinker, but that one's done really well, and it's kind of rare. Um, they don't make a lot of it, so when, yeah, so you when know, I see it, when it, it comes menu, out, it's special. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Have like you guys it. ever done anything with them? No, we have not. We've collaborated with... Uh, Union, not Union. I mean, <laughs> I mean you just said no. Said no. Uh, Flying Dog <laughs> and uh, Push Brewery um, are the only two collaborations okay. we've done. Um, so I know you have some because I've seen the video of uh, bad reviews. What is the best bad review that you've read for any of your beers or for Jailbreak in general? I try not to read them, but uh, I always gravitate towards the reviews that people like I think there was one about the made with basil they're like you know one star ugh I hate basil (laughs) why did you order a basil beer and why are you giving it a one star even (laughs) though it's probably good but you don't like the taste so those are the ones that fascinate me that they're just like oh I hate that anyways like 
And why don't you order one of the other 12 beers on tap? <laughs> now, Fred, being a chef, you had to have read at least one or two amazing Yelp reviews oh. for a place you've worked at. Probably what too is, many. <laughs> what is the most ridiculous, awful one that comes to mind? Like Ryan, I, I tend to avoid them because they make me uh, angry for no reason. But I can't. I think it was. It, it probably had something to do with the volume of the restaurant. Like when I opened, we had this restaurant in, in Annapolis that we uh, opened and opened a huge fanfare. We were packed every night of the week. You know, hardwood floors, not a lot of like sound padding or whatever. And somebody wrote that you know the food was pretty good, but it would have been better if it wasn't so loud in the room. I was like. What does it being loud have anything to do with how your food tasted? If your food was good, your food was good. Like, and of course it was loud. There's 120 people sharing the space with you. <laughs> Duh. Like it's it's gonna be loud. So that's probably that would probably be like the lower end of of that. All right. So let's do a quick rundown before we end. Sunday, uh, grand opening party. Twelve to seven. Yep. We're gonna be handing out some uh, or passing around some snacks. Uh, throughout the day as people sort of come in and then obviously we'll have full menu uh, f- full menu going on from there. Also some giveaways. Yep, there are some giveaways. People love free well. stuff. People yeah. do. They do. Um, Friday, we have Funk Sway coming out. The return of the, the not to be TV said name. Yeah, uh, TV show inspired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which Florida. thankfully we've, we've done all this time referencing stuff that puts a lot of pressure on Graham to make sure he gets this uh, video out in a timely matter. That's right. Manner, 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 <laughs> not matter. <laughs> um, then we have the anniversary party coming up. Anniversary party, 28th, Saturday. Biz Marquis. Benefits National MS Society. Um, I think we're doing, well, their they're MS is doing raffles, giveaways, 50-50s as well. Uh, free beer with your admission ticket. Good time. Doors open at 7. What more could you ask for? Four special Four beers. Four special beers. You don't have so to ask you, for yeah, them. Yeah, you're that. just giving them. Just well, giving not giving them. them. You yeah. have to give some money. <laughs> then you'll get them. Right. But yeah. um, And then I have one thing, more thing to talk about. April 21st is the Frederick Craft Spirits Festival. Um, it's not beer, but craft spirits are just as, eh, maybe they're almost as delicious as craft beer. <laughs> but you should still come to Frederick, and tickets are on sale currently. Um, I can't remember the price, but go to frederickspiritsfestival.com, and you can purchase them. Um, do you have anything else you guys want to talk about? Speaking of dot-coms, you can also buy tickets through jailbreakbrewing.com as well. Anything else, Ryan? Good. Uh, no, Any more beer I'm you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Anything s- special, secret that we can trick you into telling us? I told you it wouldn't be a secret. No. I think we talked about all the new stuff. Awesome. Oh, and sours. Sours. Can't, can't yeah. forget about the sours Keep coming. Keep your fingers crossed How? about eight months to <coughs> okay. a year from now, and uh, hopefully you'll see a first release from the Wonderground, which is what we're calling the uh, oh, Jailbreak nice. Sours program. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you, gentlemen, awesome. for Thanks, uh, giving us some time. Yeah. Um, Thanks for coming in. I look forward to trying the new beers and uh, some of the delicious eats there that you you're go. making. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, right. for watching and listening. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.